Good morning and welcome back to the uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. Have you managed to find us yet? We are in the bowels of the internet. We are not easy to find. So if you are adventurous enough to have found this podcast for the live experience, I welcome you here. And uh, we're in the Arctic today, uh, which is just my apartment when I discovered how much I've been spending for heat. They are not lying when they say fucking inflation is real, dude. I have a one-bedroom apartment and I had like a $300 heating bill last month. And here's the heating scam. They don't call you up in the middle of the month and go, hey, you know, your heating's going to cost you a lot of money. You just get one bill at the end. I want a weekly bill. I want to be seeing because otherwise you don't even find out till the end of the month. And I don't even think it's that month. They do like the previous month's reading. So you got no idea how much of a heat tab you're running up. It's not like they call you up as a courtesy tab and they're like, hey, man, I think you're using a little bit too much heat right now. And let me tell you, firstly, this is, shouldn't be cost that much to heat. One bedroom apartment here. I don't know why it's cost me $300 to heat a bell one bedroom apartment. And then also... I'm surrounded by much poorer people than I am. How are these people affording? Is that why they've got nine new recent immigrants from Mexico in each of these units? They got to cuddle together for the for the winter for warmth. And then once like the, the winter's over, people start getting their own apartments. You know, I, the people got to start maybe sharing this information with me uh, because things, they're not lying. Things are getting fucking expensive. And I don't like spending money on heat. You don't get that money back. You know, it's like heat's not that enjoyable. And then once you've consumed it, it's over and gone. You know what I mean? Like sandwiches, at least you, you remain fed. No, nah, I guess that's just as much of a consumable. And eh, maybe heat's not that much of a waste of money. But I will say I was reading that uh, our loyal president, Mr. Joe Biden, has uh, detailed a plan where he wants to make a truly national system of EV charging stations. And how about instead of a national system of EV charging systems, you just figure out how to make everything not cost so fucking much. Just figure out, like, let's just have everything not cost so much fucking money. How about let's do that instead? Uh, and I want to be the first to say, I don't think that these charging stations have anything to do with cars. I'll be the first to say it. It's about keeping everyone's microchips charged. They gave us vaccine shots. They filled us up with microchips and uh, those microchips, they got to be charged. They, they got a shelf life. They, they Yes, they last a couple months, but just a couple minutes in front of one of these things, you're fully charged. And is that true? No, I just wanted to be the first to say it. I wanted to be the first one to say it. You know, Fox News, they're doing well with their science fiction. And so I'm realizing that's where the money is. The money is you got to make bold things up. You got to say crazy shit. And if your shit's crazy enough, and then other people look at your crazy shit and go, hey, I think this guy's saying crazy shit. Then people start thinking you were serious. And then all of a sudden people are handing you all sorts of money and then you can afford heat. And we all need strategies for getting ahead. I'm sitting here. I'm reading the self-help books. I'm trying to figure out how to get ahead in life. And, uh, you know, so this is the new strategy so that maybe at some point, you know, we can afford some some heat. All right. Moving on. What else we got on the news? Uh, oh. Here was my other thought is if they're going to put up electrical vehicle charging stations across the nation, uh, I hope homeless people figure out a way to ruin it. That that's, that's my hope for these stations is that somehow, cause I just love the thought of you get like one of these woke guys and he's all like, ah, oh, I love other people and I love the planet. And that's why I got my electrical vehicle. Cause I care so much about people. And then he shows up and he uh, needs to fill his car with the electric charging station and then there's some homeless dude who's just using it to charge his shopping cart. And then the, he's got to turn to his family and he's like, should I say something? I mean, I feel like I got to say, I can't, I need gas. Well, not gas. I need to charge my electric vehicle and you can't charge a shopping cart. 
I don't know if this guy realizes it, but he just has a shopping cart plugged in. There's no electric vehicle stations for shopping carts. And then he finally looks at his wife and his wife looks at him and she's like, can you quit just being such a fucking pussy? The, the guy just, just go talk to him. And then he goes up to the thing and he goes, ah, shit, he's got a baby. He's got a baby in the cart. He's got a baby. Everyone run. Oh, wait, my car's not charged. And then they get killed by homeless people with babies and shopping carts. That's what I'm hoping for. I. Uh, and then here's the other thing I'm realizing is that uh, it now is probably the time uh, to invest in charging stations because you're going to need a fully charged car to get over a collapsed bridge. So, I mean, if we're going to be making investments into infrastructure, uh, I definitely think it makes sense to let's give it all into electric vehicles. That way we can make sure Elon Musk has as much money, money as possible. I, I think we're looking at handouts for billionaires. Uh, I don't think technology could possibly be getting better for combustible engines. And so I think we need to make sure to reward select billionaires and uh, Wall Street hedge funds that have made investments in green energy and make sure that we can spend as much taxpayer dollars as possible. I mean, but that's the entire car racket. The entire car racket is at some point, you know, government put down roads. And so, you know, that does offset the car, the cat, the cars. And then we fought wars over oil. So, you know, I guess I can't fault these billionaires. Uh, then I was seeing this article. You know, they're still telling us that this war is going to go down. Russia, Ukraine, they're sitting right there. They're right next to each other. Uh, and then I saw this article. This one, the Washington Post. Russia begins military exercises in Black Sea and Belarus, stoking fears of preparations for an attack on Ukraine. And I was wondering, is this like UFC embedded? Like they're getting out there and they're, they're trying to sell the pay-per-view. They want to let everyone know that they're training, they're ready for the fight, so they just keep putting up the, the fight footage, trying to scare the other ones. Are the Ukraine's going to fight back? Are they going to show off some training footage? Going to show them in, uh, I don't know, they, they, they still have like trenches and shit? They got tanks? How, how, does, how is a war like this? I am not watching enough of the science fiction on Fox News, so I guess I'm not up on how they'd actually fight this thing. Uh, all right. Here is from Week Daily Briefing, which uh, if uh, you haven't picked up on, I try and that. OK, let's not give away all my tips here. But here, this is from the Week Daily Briefing. More states lift mask mandates, but CDC says it's too soon. A growing list of states have started lifting, ma lifting mask mandates and other coronavirus restrictions. The changes come as infection numbers fall and polls show that Democrats and Republicans are like are suffering from what the New York Times calls pandemic fan fatigue. And I'd like to remind everybody that we always had the option of just not caring. Like this isn't science. They're not calling that science. They're saying people are over it. So we can't really do it anymore. So we're not doing it anymore. And if we had always been like, nah, if everyone was like me and was just like, nah, we're not doing it, then we never would have had to have done it. Actually, you know what? I'm giving myself too much credit. There was about three months where I was like, hey, this is fun to panic. I'll go move into my parents' house. I'll drink from their bar. I'll eat my mom's food every night. And then at some point you're like, all right, that's enough of this shit. So I enjoyed three months of panic for the first three months of this thing when it was new. And I thought New York City was going to start just going crazy and going to run out of food and people were going to start eating each other. And then I left New York City and then I got into my mom's house and my mom was like super crazy. And I'll be like, oh, man, we're really ramping up how much we give a shit and how crazy we're going to be. And then that was fun for like three months. And I get it. Some people wanted to enjoy that lifestyle for six months. But the point was, it's always been a choice. At some point, it, it, it's like it, it's government. It's like the tooth fairy. It's only real if you believe. And why the fuck is some old lady with wings buying teeth? That's fucking weird. I want some answers. Forget, forget the coronavirus. Why are we still going with some tooth fairy thing? Here's some other uh, information. 
This is from a uh, the Washington Post. This was from today. This was from an article about, uh, you know, uh, pushing back on these the facts that people are ignoring the CDC. The CDC is going, hey, we still got science and the science is still telling us everyone's got to stay indoors and masked up. And then everyone's like, yeah, well, we don't care anymore, which apparently was always an option. I just want everyone to be aware of the fact that it was always an option to just not care. Uh, Their power comes from us listening and caring. Otherwise, what are they going to do? We almost need like teenagers to teach us how to just kind of have that pistol. I don't care. I'm just going to look at my phone. I'm not going to do my homework. We need like more of that attitude. We almost need like teenager cunt training classes. Instead of going on TikTok and shooting these videos where you're doing dancing with your friends, you got to teach adults how to like be better at or or kids. Maybe kids are uh, they're so enthusiastic because they got the energy of dance. That you don't get that teenage energy of, uh, this sucks. I was kind of more of the, uh, this fucking sucks energy. All right, so here's from the uh, the Washington Post. We're concerned that a narrative has taken hold in some countries that because of vaccines and because of Omicron's high transmissibility and lower severity, preventing transmission is no longer possible and no longer necessary, he said. Nothing could be further from the truth. And how far of the truth are we talking from here? If I said that Santa Claus was real, but he only goes to third world countries to take their organs, is that more or less real? Is that going to be close to the truth? Because you're saying that this is the furthest thing from the possible truth. So how far from the truth are we talking? Are we talking like nine oceans away? You can't even yell like, hey, truth, can you hear me? I mean, how far from the truth are we talking here? And by the way, what about this is so incredibly not true? Which of these statements is not true? Let me reread it. Because of the vaccines and because Omicron's high transmissibility and lower severity, preventing transmission is no longer possible. So firstly, was preventing transmission ever possible? Like, or or do you have some new plan for for preventing transmission? Was there something very specific that was working at preventing transmission? Like what is, what specifically do you think would be possible that we could be doing that we should still be doing? What was the other part of this? And no longer uh, necessary. I don't know. I think I made my point, but it couldn't be further from the truth. We've uh, we need people more than ever to be staying home, boosting their kids and wearing their masks. Put these scientists on the stand. Any scientist who's been in the news over the last two years. I'd love to like bring your facts. What evidence did you guys have at the time? Here was another one. This is uh, also from The Washington Post that Pfizer and biotech are seeking emergency youth authorization for the first coronavirus. What emergency? What emergency is there still for kids? What evidence do you have that there is an emergency that you need emergency? What pile of corpses of kids exist? You want to see a pile of corpses. The only place you're going to see it is an abortion clinic. That's the only place you're going to see it. And I'm, by the way, I'm not anti-abortion. I don't want to come off anti-abortion. I'm not anti-abortion. I don't care if you want to get abortions. I just don't like Planned Parenthood. I'm more of like a dive bar back alley abortion kind of person. That That's uh, that's kind of more my scene. It's a little more casual. You sit at the bar. She gets it done on top of the jukebox. Like, you know, all right, moving forward. Uh, the only real way to get news in the world now is, uh, you know, it's me yelling at you from my living room. And then it's the people that listen to the show and then email me at robsnewsroom at gmail.com and go, here's the things that nobody's talking about. So, you know, you got these truckers out in Canada. I had one person up on Twitter telling me I'm getting this story wrong. And I said, please, I prefer to get things right. And so I'm just yelling what I see. And if you're closer and you can actually see it, you know, and you got a better view, just call, call, call in robsnewsroom at gmail.com. You can, uh, you can stand there with your phone. You can show me what you're seeing. 
I am more than happy to declare myself wrong on any given occasion. So you got one guy on Twitter is telling me that uh, that the, uh, the the folks out there that the mandates were actually going to change, having nothing to do with these truckers, and now the truckers are a select conservative bunch involved in a cash grab. And I invite this one random individual, please come on the show or email me the information. I gave him the invite. He said, hey, man, I'm, I'm working two jobs, so I, don't, I can't make the time. And I was like, well, can you send me any information? I, I'd love to know. I'd love to be wrong. I love being wrong. Please hit me up. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. So in this case, someone hit me up with uh, some interesting information that, you know, while they're saying that it's select people, this picture is not great. Maybe I'll uh, I'll link this into the uh, the description later, the, uh, the link. Um, but it seems like there are a lot of people who are trying to get gas to the truckers. You got your truckers out there. They're freezing their balls off. It's the middle of Canada. They're running out of fuel. And uh, the cops are trying to prevent them from getting fuel uh, because they want them all to leave. And so people are trying to get them fuel. And it seems like you got a lot of non-truckers involved in the march of uh, people, you know, bringing them fuel. And now Trudeau, he's like, he must be like, oh my God, everybody's must be a racist. And I, I think the reason Trudeau thinks that I think he's very sensitive to the race issue because of all the time he spent in blackface. I think he spent so much time pretending to be a black man that like he just likes to very quickly get offended over these kind of racial issues. But just go back a slide. So it seems like you got quite a few people who are actually there. They're trying to support the truckers. I might be out in Detroit this Saturday trying to get together a gig, possibly on Saturday try and get in some some trucker vans, give out some sandwiches. It might happen. If you're in the tr Detroit uh, area, stay on the lookout. We might be doing a last-minute, you know, summer porch tour. Not porch, not summer, but fan gig house operation on Saturday. Be on the lookout for that. All right, so here's what's going on. This is kind of fun. This is some Looney Tunes shit. So cops, they were confiscating gas canisters. So what do they do? Individuals, supposedly, this is the information I'm getting from random people that email me. How much more research can you possibly do? So anyways, they're out there and they're filling up these jugs full of water and they're filling them up with all sorts of stuff so that the cops can't tell, hey, who's got gasoline? Who's just got a jug of water, right? And that's pretty great. But here's how you go one step further with that. The ones that aren't gasoline, fucking fill them with urine, dude. Make the cop open that thing up and go, what the fuck did you put in there? Or fucking shit in them. Just to fill it with whatever. It doesn't matter at that point. Or just fill it, dude, fill it with some good drugs. I don't know if you can get like a whiff of acid. Cop just ends up tripping all day or something. Don't do bad things to cops. I'm sorry. I take that back. I take that back. Those cops are just out there. They're trying to do their jobs. And, and this is a fun game of cat and mouse. You guys kept it innocent. You're nice Canadian people. You kept it innocent and I turned it shitty. I retract my statement. I retract my statement. Keep it, keep it fun. Water jugs and gasoline jugs. And then the cops got to figure out who's who. And the whole time they also got to figure out who's honking. That's pretty fun. It's almost like being in a, uh, in like a capper film. I think that's what uh, a term for, uh, like the heist movies where you got to coordinate, I need these truckers to honk, and then all the people on their mounties go over there, and then when that happens, someone comes bulldozing through with all sorts of gasoline canisters, or you know it'd be fun if someone just went straight Mad Max and like just fucking barreled into the city with one of those crazy vans that's got like all the oil in it, but then it'd become violent again. I'm going, and I don't want, I'm not trying to preach violence, so no. Canadians, they're keeping it good and innocent. All right, here was another thing that I saw from uh, uh, Canada. And everything that's going on over there. Firstly, I'm impressed with every Canadian that a trucker that I hear talking. Every time I hear a Canadian trucker talking, I'm like, shit, they're better at this than I am. Like these guys, they know how to talk the talk. 
Are there, there are some sort of like Canadian rebel rousing classes for truckers? Are they taking some sort of courses while they're driving around in their trucks? They're putting the miles on the road. They go back and forth. They practice their lines because these these truckers seem fucking sharp as hell. They seem like they could be getting into the podcasting game to, tomorrow and, and being plenty good at it. All right. So this was an article once again from the week. And it was Freedom Convoy Ottawa Children's Aid Society cites child welfare concerns. I didn't even bother reading. This is a synopsis. I didn't even bother reading the synopsis. For days now, I've been telling you, they're trying to do everything they can to try and try and paint this like there's harm uh, from these truckers. So they found homeless women, one homeless shelter with women who are homeless, who uh, couldn't go outside uh, while homeless, right? They were, these are homeless women. And we needed to get rid of the truckers because there were homeless women who were being forced, not forced, but choosing that they preferred to stay indoors uh, than be homeless outdoors while truckers were in the city. That was the biggest thing. And one guy who had a knife taken away from him. They're trying to find all this violence. They found three homeless women who preferred to be indoors and one guy with a knife. Uh, now they're saying that there's some sort of an issue that the Children's Aid Society is concerned with child welfare. Now, you got this guy who's a reporter who's linked in the article, and this is not him being ironic. He's actually going, look at how difficult it is to do journalism right now in this area. And now, I mean, this is, I, I'm telling you, I'm not overplaying my cards here. This is one of the biggest insights into how backwards journalists with real jobs think. Because it, you're going to find out very quickly that he's complaining that these people are too smart for him to get the propaganda he needs to report back to his boss. He's literally complaining, hey, I'm here trying to do a propaganda piece and look at how intelligent these people are that I can't get away with it. The other people start humming O Canada in the back, which is just hilarious. And uh, hopefully the video plays and you guys can hear it. Here we go. Did you hear the statement that I said? So you're saying that my teenagers are threatened for being in Ottawa? Is that well, what you're telling I mean, me? Answer, you, answer you my heard, question. We've all I'm answered right. questions. You answer mine. I, are my children in danger for are are my children in danger? for being in Ottawa. Well, it, it sounds, from what my understanding of the Children's Aid Society, they... Uh, Are my children in danger for being in Ottawa right now? Tell me yes what, or no. What do you mean by in danger? I, you tell me. You're coming here trying to say that the children fact are in that the danger. Children are, getting involved you got the like inside scoop because you guys are the messenger for the devil. You tell me right now. Are my kids in danger for being here? Should I send them on the first train out of town? Well, tell me now. It sounds like that it's how much yelling do I need to do to get this guy's level of raspiness? And I also like that one. Should I be sending my kids out of town? I mean, you're you're here with the news. Are you telling me that my kids are in danger? Please let me know. I mean, if you're telling me that my kids are in danger, I better do something. Society is saying that so you're saying involved. that my kids are going to get hurt? I'm not saying anything. I don't. Oh, the I'm saying is that they put out the statement and I'm looking for your reaction. So you, so you want? You're telling me now that I should be getting my kids out of town? Because no, they're going to get hurt. Anything. I'm not talking about going to come in here and do what to my kids. What are they going to do? Because you don't give a shit about nobody. There you go. That's the state of journalism. All right, let's take a moment before we get into the next topic. And, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting flooded with comments this morning. The, the live stream, people are starting to find the super secret channel. 
we're the uh we're the uh hideaway of of uh we're like the i don't know what word i'm looking for uh all right it's mostly buddy see buddy let's see what he's got to say to us colbert produced a cartoon that premiered after south park like last night all colbert humor directed against small town america super cringe i'll have to check it out i mean he's been uh you know, once you get into late night TV, you get a nice paycheck, but you're now a propagandist. I mean, you look at the way Jimmy Kimmel used to do humor versus what he does on his show now, or you look at Stephen Colbert. Now, I don't know what that meeting looks like. I don't know who you sit down with. I don't know what the cash offer is or what the threat is, uh, but you trade your artistry and your humor uh, for being a propagandist. Dave, the Bally kid, it's tough to get that Tino Rebel energy when they have porn weed booze entertainment etc you know that's true it used to be like fuck you mom i'm going out we're gonna party but now you know but it, how many kids can smoke weed and jerk off at home like i had to have a dorm room at a yeshiva in order to do that i had to go to a uh my parents had to spend a lot of money so that i could not get an education and have the opportunity to just stay indoors jerk off and you know watch porn i don't think poor people or maybe poor people's parents just don't care so you can actually do that at home Maybe that's where my parents messed up. They didn't have to send me to a ritzy private school. They could have just not cared. I could have done that at home and they could have saved themselves some cash. You know, that was a good insight. Thank you for sharing that with us uh, because now, you know, more people can be aware of these things. All right. Got a couple more news stories and then we can uh, we can move on with our days. White House residential staff reportedly found wads of printer paper clogging Trump's toilet. So apparently first Trump was complaining that the tree, why are these toilets always clogged? My toilets are not that big. Okay. I take reasonable toilets. Melania, are you fucking stuffing up the toilets? Are you taking your giant fucking toilets again? I tell you, you're not supposed to be eating that much. What are you doing to our toilets? So, all right, his toilets were getting clogged. Not only were his, were his toilets getting clogged. Uh, so it appears like Trump, I'm just saying, it seems like Trump would get information he didn't like and he would do this childish thing of thinking that if he got rid of the information, it wasn't real. I don't know if that's what what's happening, but I'm just uh, assuming Trump gets like his poll numbers. These poll numbers are fake news, okay? Almost with the mentality that if like he would flush it, the problem would go away. And so now I got a pitch. If you're a uh, video game developer out there, I got a game. This is the greatest video game anyone's ever thought of in the history of the world or video games. I don't have a great name for it yet. Maybe Trump flushes or Trump flushes. Uh, that's the same thing twice. But here's the video game. So bad news would come in. You're Donald Trump. You're in the White House. Bad news would come in. It would be like news that there's a China virus or uh, Fauci's working on a new virus or there's alien invasion. You know, like really bad shit. And you would get the news. And now you've got five minutes to flush that news. But if you can't flush the news, then it becomes reality. But here's the thing. Secret Service, they work for the demon overlords. You're going to have to get packed. I got to get to a toilet. I got to flush this, okay? Maybe we can incorporate Mario Brothers where it's like sometimes the toilets are clogged and then you got to go into another dimension or some shit to figure out or like those old plumber games. Remember that old plumber game? On like my, or it could be like Half-Life, dude. Half-Life was a great game. You'd finally get to a bathroom, but then you figure out, oh shit, M Melania dropped a giant turd in this toilet. It's already fucking clogged. I can't clog it with my paper. I can't. I got to flush this, but the toilet's clogged. Now you got to go on another mission to find the parts to fix the toilet so you can flush that information before it becomes a reality. Tell me that's not a great video game. How come no one's tapped into my imagination yet? Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I'll work with you on this one. All right, moving on. A couple more news stories left. Um, 
New York to lift mask mandate or vaccine requirements for indoor businesses. This is how effective our trucker in arms have been that every other area is starting to realize like, ah, shit. I think we've uh, pushed this as far as we can. We've pretended like there was as much virus as we're possibly going to get away with. Uh, people have had enough. They got the, uh, what are they? The, the, um, uh, what did they say? It, it was the fatigue. Isn't fatigue's another word for, I guess, calling bullshit. People have figured out, all right, this is not fucking real. By the way, I'm not saying coronavirus isn't real. You got to be very careful these days. You, you can be doing an on uh, a no budget show out of your living room. Oh, we got some budget. Thanks to our sponsors. Sheath.com. Let me, uh, let me pull this down for a moment. I got to figure out a better stuff so everyone can see the, uh, the, the stop and wear some sheath. Dude, I got the long johns on right now because I can't afford heat anymore. And these long johns, they're more comfortable than regular underwear because now I don't have to feel any pants. I just feel like I'm wearing these beautiful leggings. Every time I leave the house, I feel like one of those, those figure skaters. I just feel like I have an elegance to me and my, my butt is nice and propped up. My dick is nice and propped up. It's like a push-up bra for, bra for both. I'm going to start wearing tighter and tighter outer pants. It's almost like a Spanx for men where you can go anywhere. You're going to look hot as hell. And if you still don't feel confident after wearing sheath, just get some Yo Kratoms and some Yo Deltas. You know, Kratom's going to make everything feel good. It's the $6 kilo. That's like a year's supply of Kratoms if you're over the age of 21. What the fuck was I trying to talk about? Oh, yeah, the New York. So they're finally lifting this mask mandate. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. But then I realized it was like a sad. I was like, there's no place I can really show up to be like, I'm back. I'd be like, uh, all right. There's no. Anyways, I think most of the bars that I really liked have closed. Uh, Iggy's, uh, formerly Crow's Bar. Uh, I've heard that, uh, Jimmy's corner is still open. I think a lot of the places I liked are, uh, not even there. Uh, but hopefully, you know, everyone else will be so poor in the future that the new bars will be forced to turn into dive bars and then I'll have cheap places to drink and then cheap places to go on dates and tell women like, Oh, I like going to this space specifically because they got good slide. They don't have good sliders. You just say that so that you can go to a cheap place, but I'll tell you this before we let everyone just flip back. We just let businesses reopen and go, hey, everyone can come in here. Let's shout out. Let's maybe if someone can help me compile a list of New York City businesses that always said, fuck you, I will shout out one. This is the only business I saw in all of New York that actually put up one of those signs saying that they don't discriminate. To be honest, I've not been inside of this place for two years. I used to hang out in the uh, West Village more doing comedy. It's called Rocco's. Uh incredible pastry shop, best coffee in all of New York city. I'm not lying. They make like a, I think if you order coffee, they're actually just making a, uh, like an Americano. They got like this fancy espresso machine in the back. I, for years, it said I was going to go on a date with some lady here. Cause it looks like a nice place to eat cake. And that's what everyone wants to do on a date is, you know, eat some cake and then just go to sleep. Uh, I've had, I've never really eaten any of their cakes. They all look like super fancy. I think they used to have some big ass cookies in the window. Every once in a while when I was being a fat fuck, I'd get like a, like a s'mores cookie or something. Uh, but I'll just tell you, if you walk in there in New York city, you'd be like, holy shit, this is a pretty nice place. Coffee's unreal. And that's the only business I personally saw in all of New York city that had one of those signs. Uh, so shout out to this place. And then also I'll shout out old man hustle, uh, which has been cool through this entire venture. Uh, I was, I, I, I was doing comedy there last night. I will continue doing comedy there. Me and Dave did some shows there. Might even start doing a month of there potentially it's, uh, we're in negotiations, but don't mention anything. Uh, so pretend like I wasn't interested. Nobody heard this anyways, moving on. If you guys know other New York city businesses that like just said, fuck you this entire time, I'll shout it out. We've got seven whole live listeners. They could use this business. 
All right. Now, I love this. Biden is set to sit down for an interview with Lester Holt uh, as part of the NBC pre-Super Bowl coverage. And that's they really want to make sure no one's listening to Biden when he talks. They're like, when's the time that we could put Biden on the air that no one will be paying any attention whatsoever? Uh, this is from science.com. You know, if you get an alert from science.com, science alert from the science alert website, there is nothing more accurate. Uh, and this one was just letting people know with long COVID that they have reason to believe that uh, antihistamines work, which is just another reminder for fans of this show. If you think you have just take whatever you can get your hands on. Just basically everything works. That's what they're finding out. Parasites, the ivermectin. I mean, Trump, uh, uh, Rogan got uh, in trouble somewhat for saying that I think uh, horse medicine worked. So I want to go one step further, try and get some of that publicity and just say everything works. It doesn't matter what you have in your cabinet. Just uh, give it a try. You'll be doing as much experiments as they did with the vaccine. So at least you'll be on par in terms of running a live experiment, right? Your friend experimented with the vaccine. He was the experiment. And you can be the experiment on whatever the fuck's in your cupboard. And who knows what we might discover? At least you, you're like an astronaut of drugs because like that was with the guidance of the CDC. And it was like people were already told that it was going to work. If you just go to a pharmacy and you're like, we should almost have like a big spinning wheel of everything that's available in the pharmacy. You get COVID, you spin it, you take it, you see how it works out. And, uh, you know. Who knows what else might work out there? They're basically figuring out that just about everything works. All right, moving on. Uh, all right, we're going to do two quick financial topics. I've already yelled quite a bit for one morning. You know, I try and do uh, 20 minutes. We're already at 39. No, we're at 29. So we're going to keep these brief. Uh, but two quick ones that are above my pay grade. I do like trying to highlight the ESG scores and unravel this story as much as I can to showcase that I think we, we're already like, we're already, we kind of pretend like it's somewhat free here. And then sometimes you get these little glimpses of being outside the matrix of just how much control, power, and money exists above us. Uh, and so, you know, when I see these little glimpses, I might be getting it wrong. They might be above my pay grade, but I, I share what I can. So this was from the uh, uh, Zero Hedge, and it's about $200 billion, $280 billion New York State pension fund dumps 21 shale companies because they haven't committed to low emissions. Now, if you're a pension fund and you're responsible for people's retirement and you're responsible to make sure that the people retiring are going to make as much money as possible and have their money available to them when they retire. So people retiring or retiring at age 65 or so, probably not even, let's say 75, maybe they're alive for 20 years. So as a shale company that is not hitting your potential emission standards, going to affect the lifespan of the retired individual who you are financially responsible for. And now if we're going into a market where uh, it's seemingly, I mean, I just spent way too much money on my heating bill. Uh, they're talking about inflation. Uh, they're talking about Russia, potential war. I would think that whatever oil and energy reserves we have, there could possibly be some profit in them right now. I think this might be a golden time to get some returns. So why would you be divesting from uh, what looks like a profitable investment at the best possible time for that investment? Well, it must be that you don't really care about profits. It must be that there's some sort of a either conflict of interest that you're working with other people or some sort of market collusion that you know that if you keep moving money into green shit, 
Maybe you can inflate it. Maybe you're suckering the market. Maybe you want all the people like me who are all Bitcoin to go, no, ESG is where the big returns are. And then they sucker us all into it with some sort of a dumb pump and dump thing. I don't think that's what it is. I think that there's other market forces here that at least certain individuals make more money by making non-profitable investments than from going to make returns. Let's just look into this. Is there a conflict of interest of this individual or a conflict of interest of some other company that they're not interested in profits for their retirees? I don't know. Like I said, above my pay grade, but I think this falls into what I was saying the other day, uh, which I don't remember. I, I went into that sentence really hot. What was the ESG thing that I was talking about the other day? Anyone in the chat remember? I did like 20 minutes where I was yelling about the, uh, this one, I got to start maybe eating breakfast before I get into this. I keep thinking, let me try this, uh, this intermittent fasting thing. I'll eat less hours and more cake in the hours that I'm eating. And then maybe that will balance out. But then sometimes you're sitting here and you're like, I really want to talk about a specific thing from ESG scores, but you're, you got no sugar in your system and your body. It needs sugar. I think that's the first thing they teach you in nutrition class. All right, moving on. I don't remember. I don't remember, but here's the last one. We've also been talking about Raskin quite a bit. This is this new Fed appointee that fit into the ESG thing. And I was talking about, she was saying that the Fed is not supposed to pick winners and losers. I'll give you the short. You can go read this Wall Street Journal opinion piece. But apparently she made some phone call for a payment processing company that now they're linked in directly with the Fed. Now, what is the advantage of a payment processing system being directly linked to the Fed? I don't even fucking know. I can tell you that when I've worked businesses, I got to give Square 3% or 5% or whatever it is just for payment processing. There is so much money in payment processing. There is definitely money just in access to banks and being able to get my money from one place to another. And it shouldn't eat like the, the processing fees that exist on this shit shouldn't even exist. I mean, that's the way like uh, Guy Swan talked about it with crypto. And how much easier it's been now to get like your uh, you work in these countries and then you got to send money back home. The remittances, you know, like that's kind of the beauty of that is avoiding some of the fees. But I would think the more that you're in tune with legacy infrastructure, the more profits that might exist for you. And I would assume that in some ways being tied in with the Fed, especially if you're the only company that can get that tie in. For some reason, the Fed wants to give out favoritism where they'll just work with one company. Uh, there must be some sort of lucrative arrangement there where you're able to get some sort of access that no one else can have. What are the specifics? Like I said, it's above my pay grade. But apparently all it took was one call from this lady who has some insiders at the Fed because she's working the government racket. At least she's got the phone numbers. And she was able to get this company connected. And then she literally uh, made a payment for this one phone call. According to the Wall Street Journal, lady got uh, got paid over a uh, million dollars for that one phone call. But hey, this is who we need at the Fed to decide. Uh, well, that's why the Fed shouldn't exist. We can understand that it exists solely as favoritism to the banks, to whatever extent people in power can have access to it. They will be able to make money that you and I can't. They will benefit. But then they'll go on the news and pretend like, oh, I just care about uh, global warming. I'm just trying to save the planet. I'm just a nice, caring individual. I don't care about all my riches and profits and, you know, things that me and my husband haven't declared. All I care about, by the way, it's ladies like this that are ruining it for Nancy Pelosi, that they're just not as sick with their stock trading, that even Nancy's like, shit, no one's going to be able to trade because I don't want them figuring out how I made $130 million. All right, that's all that we're going to cover for today. Uh, I will plug, though, real quick, Gene Epstein's apartment coming up this week. Check out the Soho Forum. Uh, potential gig. 
this Saturday in Detroit. Uh, check out Yo Kratom. Right here. Now I can finally, uh, we can bring this down. Everyone can see my studio in all of its beauty. Oh, no, no, that's a bad view. All right, whatever. Uh, you can check out Chief. Sign matches my jacket. There it is. Yo Kratom, home of the $60 kilo. We'll take a couple comments and we will call it an episode. Let's start with uh, Dave the Bally Kid. Derek, what's make you think they wouldn't lie? Fake results, get the media to lie for them. Kind of like when Biden pretended to get the vaccine shot. I believe that. Buddy see buddy, coming back at him. Big lie detector would get huge government contracts. That's true. That's true. You can't lie detect these people because they would, uh, they'd have the inside scoop. Dave the Bally Kid would require 35K an hour for maintenance and not work when it's cold. I believe it. Speaking of being cold, I'm going to go eat some breakfast. Thank you for joining me today on the uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. Might be back tomorrow. I don't think we're going to be back tomorrow. I think Thursday nights I go hard in the shed. That's going to be like my heavy drinking evening. So Friday mornings, we're probably not going to go live. And then Saturday, Sunday, we might do deep dives. We might do like the deeper dives on the weekends. But it's going to be, I think, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think that's going to be uh, the jam because a four-day work week. I mean, that's like a full work week right there. And uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Later, dudes.